This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Loving Animals. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Ganser, the President and CEO of American Humane, our country's first national humane organization. I'm so incredibly excited to share this week's episode with you, as it's one of my favorites. We'll be catching up with country music superstar Naomi Judd. Not only do we love Naomi for her beautiful voice, but we love her beautiful heart as well. She's a passionate animal advocate of service animals for veterans in need. She works on behalf of America's war dogs, and she speaks out against horrific puppy mills. Don't go away. We'll hear back from Naomi Judd right after this short break. Tired of wasting money on giant bags, boxes, and jugs of litter that don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter that lets you use less and get more. World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to deliver outstanding odor control and easy cleanup. It's lightweight, 99% dust-free, and pet, people, and planet-friendly. It's even flushable. Make the switch to World's Best Cat Litter and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Loving Animals with yours truly, Robin Gansert. I am so thrilled that this week's episode features an amazing woman, a great mentor of mine, a great friend. I have admired her for years for her many talents, and as I've come to get to know her, I get to know that her heart is full of love for animals, which is why we're here together today. Please join me in welcoming Naomi Judd. Hi, Naomi. Well, mighty fine and a great big howdy from Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) I love Nashville, and I love your home in Tennessee. It's beautiful. Of course, I don't talk like that, but so much for stereotypes, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I love it. I love it. Naomi, you know, I uh, have so admired you as a woman, as a mother, as a powerhouse businesswoman. What you've done in music has been just phenomenal. Just tell me a little bit about your inspiration with your music. Well, with the music, I was going to go on to get my medical degree and become a doctor with the hillbillies back home in Appalachia, <laughs> but Miss Winona had destiny stamped on her forehead with music. I knew at age 12 that we had to eventually come to Nashville, and that's what started the whole stinking thing. <laughs> Winona. I love it. I love it. And of course, uh, everyone knows that you are the powerhouse mother-daughter duo, the Judds. And uh, there's also another daughter that you had after Winona, Ashley, who's a blockbuster movie star. Tell us a little bit about Ashley. Well, we lived on a mountaintop. This is hard for people to believe. But I took them to a mountaintop back home in Kentucky, where we're from. We lived in isolation on a very remote mountaintop for about a year without a TV or a telephone. Wow. Kids today have no idea what that would even be like, right? That was way way before the Internet, even uh, before Al Gore invented the Internet. (laughs) But during that time and that splendid isolation, it was kind of a magical year because 
without any form of entertainment, we became really close. One owned a uh, discovered the guitar, and Miss Ashley was only eight, and she discovered books. I started reading to her, oh, Chronicles of Narnia, that whole set, mm-hmm. and her imagination flourished, it blossomed, and now, of course, she is an actress. I was just with her yesterday, because she lives on the adjoining farm. We're out here um, south of Nashville in a valley. Winona actually lives over the hill behind us. But I was at Ashley's. She's just home for a couple of days from Berlin. She's filming a new TV series in Berlin, Germany, where she plays the director of the CIA. Wow. It's sort of like typecasting because she's such a dynamo herself. So I love that. It's called Berlin Station. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure when it's going to air. They're filming it right now, as I said. And it's just so wonderful having my girls so close. They can come here on a four-wheeler. They can literally walk here. And I always feel for mothers who have kids that live in other states, uh, certainly grandparents as well. But I've got my, as long as we're getting on, as long as we're getting along, it's wonderful. (laughs) That's the truth about families, right? When it's good, it's really good. I think that's what was in George Burns that said, my idea of a perfect family is a close family that lives at least 300 miles away. <laughs> you got to love George Burns. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Well, you know, these wonderful women, Winona and Ashley, were so blessed to have you as their mother. And uh, I just love to see multi-generational uh, powerhouse women do so many great things for the world. And, and Naomi, I bet a lot of our listeners don't know how active you are in humanitarian and social issues. I mean, you've done food drives in your hometown of Ashland, Kentucky, which is where my mother's from. So a big shout Mm -hmm. out to Ashland, Kentucky. You've been on the National Advisory Board for Mothers Against Drunk Driving, the boards for St. Louis University Liver Center, the Parents Television Council, on and on your work with World Peace Initiative, National Domestic Violence Hotline. I mean, you are amazing in terms of your charitable work, your humanitarian work. But then you started to work with animals, right? I remember being in a board meeting with you one time, and I... You ask everybody to go around and say whatever was in their heart. And when it came to me, I just said, I kind of looked down at my lap and I said, sometimes I like animals more than people. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the truth? I love that. I remember that. I remember that. And Naomi, we're so grateful at American Humane because you've been a board member since 2015 and you have done so many incredible events for us. Hero Dog Awards, the Lady in Red Gala, our Congressional briefing with kids with cancer, our canine military awards, and uh, and I will never forget how you advocated for war dogs on Capitol Hill to make sure that every single war dog gets a ride home and gets to retire on U.S. soil with dignity. Wow. Tell us your thoughts about how it was to advocate for war dogs. First of all, I love German Shepherds. Where I live here in Williamson County in um, Tennessee, we didn't have a bomb dog for our schools, the county schools out here, they get used books. They always get the, nobody ever thinks about them. But we were able to find a bomb dog, a beautiful German Shepherd for the schools out here. I'm just crazy about German Shepherds because they're so darn smart. Mm-hmm. But these war dogs, I don't think the average person has a clue that they save between 120 and 200 lives of our military over in the war zones every stinking 
day. Yes. They advance into the villages with dogs. And I didn't realize this until I actually got involved with you guys, but they train the dogs. These dogs cost about 85 grand apiece. They train them for a year. They stay with the same handler. And a dog is either trained for bombs or they're trained for drugs. That was new to me. But anyway, these mm-hmm. beautiful war dogs will advance into the villages over in Fallujah, wherever the hotspots are, where they take them, and they can sniff out IEDs, they can sniff out ammunition, and anything having to do with military warfare. They are so brilliant, and they save so many lives, and you and I saw what happens when some of the, our Marines, some, mm-hmm. of our, some of our awesome military guys stepped on IEDs, mm-hmm. and the bomb dogs were there, they were injured, And then these poor soldiers, these mighty men, had severe PTSD because they didn't know where their dogs were. Right, right. They had no idea. Did they even make it back to the States? Were they even alive? And these were their battle buddies. Yes. These dogs are military. We had an occasion here in Nashville where a bank robber was almost caught. There just happened to be a, a police cruiser in the area. The bank robber ran into the dense woods behind the bank with his stash And a female officer appeared from the Franklin Police Department right here where I live, ran into the woods, shots rang out, she was hit three times. Her beautiful German shepherd ran into the woods. We heard a shot ring out, and we Mm. saw the dog being carried out on a stretcher with a drape over him. The bank robber had killed the dog, and we found out that it was just a misdemeanor for a dog. One of our military police dogs was killed at the scene. And at that time, it was just a misdemeanor. So a handler and I, by the way, that the policewoman survived. She was shot three times, like I said, but she did make it. Thank goodness. But um, an officer and I, with with his canine, went to the legislature here in Nashville and got the law changed to being a felony instead of a misdemeanor. So I'm just saying that ordinary people like me can raise their hand and say, this isn't right, I'm not going to sit still. There is something I can do. You can change the laws. We've got to stop puppy mills. We have hidden camera video. You can watch dog by dog, if you dare, on Netflix. Unfortunately, I can't watch it because once I see something, I can't unsee it. And there's so many people that, and I know a lot of people, Nashville has a real wealthy area to it. And these women go to lunch. They get their nails done. They have to take tranquilizers because they don't have anything meaningful in their lives. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give a shout-out to all those people out there that would really love and need to have a purpose. They need to have a goal. And they can find out through the American Humane Association what they can do. It's not hard. You know what, Naomi? What you just said was so inspirational right there. I mean, really talking about having a purpose, making the life better in our own hometowns, and how you've inspired people in your hometown, which happens to be Nashville and the world. I think many, many hometowns would claim you, Naomi, as, you know, a a hometown leader. I just think it's amazing what you've done. The story of the policewoman being shot and the police dog being shot, I mean, that was life-changing for you, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. We have a cemetery for these um, canines because they're officers, too. Mm -hmm. They work right alongside the handlers. They put their lives at risk every time they get a call. But there's literally a cemetery right next to the um, men and women, the police men and women. They have headstones. I just went to check at the veterinarian place uh, last week to make sure that we have funding for any of the canines that might have just run-of-the-mill 
diseases, injuries, whatever. Mm-hmm. And in my area, we've been able to raise a lot of money, so we have a fund that's available. Because these police officers, as everybody knows, don't make the money that they should. Don't get me started on that because it's the firefighters, the nurses, the EMTs, and the police that really should be making what entertainers make. Mm-hmm. When they leave home in the morning and kiss their wife goodbye at the door and see their kids get on the school bus, they don't know if they're coming home that night. I know. It's... I have a grandson, Elijah Judd, that's a deputy sheriff out here where I live, and I hear stories he tells me at my dinner table. But anyway, I get in my soapbox because we have to appreciate that animals really make our lives richer, they make our lives better, they make our lives safer. And if anybody out there listening to the sound of our voices, Robin, wants to get involved in something they will absolutely fall in love with and get as passionate as you and I are, Mm -hmm. find out what you can do through the American Humane Association. That's wonderful, Naomi. Well, with that in mind, we're going to take a brief break and come right back and talk about the service dog program that, Naomi, I know you're the great champion of. You're listening to Loving Animals, and we'll be right back after this brief message. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. When Helen Brown ran away to New York City five years ago, she had no idea that a homeless cat with a punk rock haircut and enough catitude to light up the Empire State Building would be the one to teach her the true meaning of love and a forever home. In the tradition of her internationally best-selling memoir, Cleo, Helen Brown's Bono, The Amazing Story of a Rescue Cat Who Inspired a Community, is a heartwarming true story about a woman without an anchor, a homeless cat without much hope, and finding a forever home in the city that never sleeps. Modern Cat Magazine calls Bono an uplifting tale about how everyone deserves love and a second chance. Bono by Helen Brown is on sale now everywhere. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Well, you're back listening to Loving Animals, and today we're so thrilled to have Naomi Judd. She's known to millions and millions of fans as Mama Judd. I know her as a passionate animal advocate and a person who loves veterans on both ends of the leash. We're talking four-legged veterans, these incredible war dogs that have served in the most unimaginable of circumstances in Iraq and Afghanistan, fighting the war on terror with our two-legged veterans and heroes who have served. And I know when they come back, Naomi, you and I both know that 
our wounded warriors come back with a diagnosis of PTS, PTSD, and American Humane has fought hard to develop the first ever national training standard for service dogs for these wounded warriors. And we're going to have a graduation of our very first class of service dogs for wounded warriors coming up in the Hamptons this summer. Naomi, tell us a little bit about, particularly, you have the scientific background as a nurse. Tell us what you think in terms of the healing power of the human-animal bond. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is a huge and growing problem in this country. These men are the bravest men on the planet. When they go into these unimaginable situations, we can't fathom. I mean, we can watch the History Channel all we want, but we honestly can't even fathom what these men and women are going through for us and the rest of the world. But when they come home, they cannot reconcile the horrors that they've seen with living in a suburb, living in an apartment, maybe in a city. So their dogs are absolutely crucial. And you and I saw the five Marines down in Florida that were reunited with their war dogs. It is uh, something I'll never forget as long as I live. Those primal groans from the dogs when they were reunited with their handlers, their partners, and they are partners. I mean, the guys sleep on them. They're with them full-time. They understand. It's really hard as a soldier to understand what they've seen, what they've been through, what's haunting them. And at the event that we had just a couple of months ago, Mm -hmm. we got to see last year's therapy dog. And I want to give a shout-out for all the dogs that are therapy dogs. I used to be an RN. I worked in the cancer ward. I worked in pediatric cancer for a while. It wasn't for me, frankly. I had to switch over to ICU. I'm okay mm-hmm. with trauma and, well, you know what trauma is. It's like an ER, but trauma-based. But I just absolutely, it wasn't in my personality to deal with um, pediatric cancer. So God bless all the people that work with these beautiful children that are dying from cancer. And one of the wonderful things that's happening, and this is a, this is a great thing, is the dogs. And the dog from last year, wasn't it a... Um, Mango. The dog, we did have a a golden doodle, but Mango was the little therapy dog in the uh, wheelchair. Oh, yeah, I thought that, I thought Mango was this year's. Yeah, this year's, that's right, this year's. And before that, we had a Stella, who's a doodle. Yes. Yes. Stella sat next to me at the table Mm -hmm. at this really nice party, and every time I would pick up my fork, she would put her paw on my forearm as if to say, hey, I'm here, give me a bite. (laughs) That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's Stella, all right. <laughs> that's definitely Stella. She's got but a place I did, in my uh, heart. I had a TV show and I did a couple of experiments. One time, I had a we were at Scripps Institute, which is one of the most recognized and venerable research labs in the country. I had an empty room, an empty lab room. I put down five cups of uh, urine. One of them had the urine from a woman who was suffering from cervical cancer. And this gorgeous, her name was Ginger, Sandra Poodle, ran straight into the room and sat by the urine that came from the cancer victim. They have like 2,000 times olfactory sense than we do. That's why we hear about dogs that will sniff out a place on their owner's body that has cancer. There's the acid-base balance, and cancer cells are very acidic. So somehow these dogs are also able to warn their owners before they have an epileptic seizure. 
there's a place down in Charlotte, North Carolina, that trains, and I worked with a schnauzer, a giant schnauzer, very handsome fellow named Caesar, mm-hmm. who could tell and warn his owner before she was going to have a seizure. That allowed her to pull her Dodge minivan with all of her kids in it over to the side of the road so she didn't have a seizure on the highway. Wow. Wow. Amazing what they can do. These best friends of ours have been best friends for ours for thousands and thousands of years, and now we're just gaining some insights as to how they can save our lives. It's amazing. Oh, absolutely. Amazing. And I love this medical background that you bring to your work at American Humane. And and I'll never forget back to something that was absolutely so much fun that we did and so important now in today's challenging political times is a couple of years ago, you and I launched for American Humane the Humane Bond Caucus on Capitol Hill, where we had members of Congress come together. We had the beautiful Crystal, the Capuchin, who's the uh, number one animal star in Hollywood, the diva monkey was there celebrating with us and really helping to educate members of Congress. And here we are just a couple of years later in challenging, polarized times. This is uh, a true bipartisan caucus. We have just as many Republicans as Democrats on board, all celebrating our healing power and love of animals. What are your fond memories of that day on Capitol Hill just a couple of years ago? Well, the first one, one that jump-started me, was you telling me about it. You put it all together. You rock and roller. <laughs> you did it. You're a rock star. I know. I'm not. Not at all. But that was... Yes, a- you are. You got three laws changed. Thank you. One was about bringing home, if we lose somebody, if we lose a man or woman over there in the uh, battlefield, mm-hmm. the government has, what is it, 48 hours to ship the, uh, the dog they back ha- home to the widow or to the family? Yeah, they have to get that dog back home. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think you said it only cost the government like 26 bucks, which matters to them. It doesn't matter to us. But also, one of the things you did was make sure that all the animals, all the service animals, because they're putting their life at risk alongside of their human partner, make sure that they have medical coverage. Yes, and you know what we have decided is that government's not going to do enough, so American Humane will pay for those war dogs for their veterinary care, and that's been a powerful, you know, we are acting like the VA for war dogs without the bureaucracy, thank goodness, right? Too much bureaucracy for the VA. But some of the folks like me and the folks out there listening, we don't have a clue about this kind of stuff. It never occurs to us, of course, unless we have a family member or we're intricately involved with one of those situations. But when I found out about it, I had to raise my hand and say, pick me. I'll follow Robin anywhere. And you you took us to Capitol Hill. (laughs) There we went. There we went. And we have to go back, Naomi, because we just now, this month, the new bill, Pups for Patriots, uh, has been introduced. And this Pups for Patriots legislation requires these service dogs for wounded warriors to be trained under this first medically approved national training standard so that the wounded warrior and the service dog are both trained under the latest animal welfare and human medical research so that we can provide for the highest level of healing around the human-animal bond. So we need to go back to Capitol Hill and make sure they understand Pups for Patriots is a must in today's times. 
oh, no, I've got to get another suit and wear high heels. <laughs> Shucks, right? we got to go <laughs> shopping. So that's a, that's a good problem to have. Absolutely. No jeans and T-shirts there. <laughs> that's right. Oh, Naomi, I know your latest passion, and we're going to work together in the year ahead on Puppy Mills. What really drove your heart to open up for these poor animals raised in these horrific conditions? I go by the animal shelter. I live in Franklin, Tennessee, and I went by the Franklin Animal Shelter several months ago. I had two friends. One had lost their dog, who was their soulmate, the love of their life. I knew before long they were going to be ready to introduce another dog to their home. And somebody else had uh, kids that were like five and six, and in other words, were ready to help take care of a dog. So I went by just to look, check out the shelter so if I could let them know there were some dogs that might be a good match for their Mm -hmm. families. Mm -hmm. While I was there, I started talking to the the folks that volunteer there, and just it really hit me. My last dog, my my four-year-old, is a rescue. A friend called me in the middle of the night and said she had a box of eight puppies, and I remember I just closed my eyes and reached in and grabbed one. I was so terrified that... Well, anyway, I just didn't want to, if anything happened to the other ones, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, want, I was just going to pick blinded. But I just knew that I had to speak up for the folks who were interested in having a dog and send them to the shelters. Yes. Don't buy a dog. We've got a place here in Franklin where I live called Perfect Puppies. I went in the other day. And you know that they keep these poor mothers. That's all they do is breed them. The mothers of these puppies never get out of their cages. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to breed a, a, a female dog, but every two years at the most, and they just breed them, breed them, breed them. It is the most tragic, despicable thing you can even imagine. So anyway, I walked into this uh, perfect puppy place and pulled up my camera and I said, okay, smile for the camera. You're famous now. We're going to shut you down within three weeks. So you better be thinking of another vocation. Wow. And he called 911 and chased me out of the store and all that. So many cases of uh, of abuse have occurred, and uh, people just don't understand. We've got a lot of work to do in this area, Naomi, and I'm so thrilled that you want to champion it with American Humane. So thank you. Thank you for being one inspiration. Of the, one of the big problems, frankly, is agriculture because they need, well, I won't get into all that. You've got more important things to talk about right now, but thank you for giving me a chance just to let people know they need to go to their shelters. Do not buy from pet stores. Certainly don't buy from any of these breeders. If you want a specific dog, maybe you were raised with a beagle, and for nostalgia you want to get a beagle, go online. We have rescue sites for all the dogs. People don't realize that on the Internet they have specific categories to get a dog. That's right, they do. And you can go and find any breed, any shape, size, or form of an animal that needs a forever loving home, a second chance at life, and uh, and a home like yours. Naomi, you have several precious pups in your home right now. What are their names? The first one is Teddy Bear, <laughs> uh, and my grandson named him because he looked like a little teddy bear when we got him. Mm-hmm. We've got Lulu. Mm-hmm. We've got Bijou. Mm-hmm. Bijou means, in French, little perfect treasure or gem. And then Maudie, named after the woman next door to me when I grew up, Maudie is my soulmate. Somebody asked me yesterday what she was, and I said, Brown. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. One of the things that I have to let people know that you've been doing are these huge 18-wheelers that are traveling vet clinics, emergency vet clinics that go into disaster sites. 
Yes, we do. And these uh, rescue vehicles are state-of-the-art, and they're loaded with all sorts of equipment. We've got a, a new truck for the great state of Louisiana that we'll be debuting very soon. Well, Naomi, thank you so much for being with us today. What a great time together. I love you. I adore you and your family, and I'm so glad that you're uh, part of our family at American Humane. So thank you. Well, right back at your girlfriend. And if you want to run for president, I'll head your campaign. Okay. I think you're fabulous. <laughs> thank you. Three words, fab you Oh, you are so sweet, Naomi. Thank you so very much. And I'll see you soon. See you soon. Absolutely. Take care, Naomi. Bow-wow. Oh, what an incredible episode. Naomi has truly dedicated her life to making the world a better place for so many, both two- and four-legged. American Humane and I are so lucky to count her among our biggest advocates and friends. I hope hearing from Naomi inspired you, educated you, and allowed you a fascinating peek into the life of one of country music's biggest stars and one of the country's biggest animal lovers. Thanks so much for joining us. And friends, remember, this week and every week, we're loving animals. See you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.